Well, the Bears lost to the Colts, but there were some bright spots despite the end result. Sports Talk Chicago, here with John Zaglou. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Bears content. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Help out our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. The Bears did not go undefeated this season, as evidenced by their loss to Indianapolis on Saturday. But there were many things that occurred that were of note, chiefly the fact that the Bears may have a quarterback controversy on their hands. Now, we're going to do a separate video breaking down the specifics in the competition, I guess, between Nathan Peterman, Tyson Bajent, and P.J. Walker. can't believe I'm mentioning Nathan Peterman, Bajent, and Walker all in the same conversation. But nevertheless, through these first two preseason games, there is a clear competition for QB2 and QB3 if the Bears so choose to decide to carry that position. We know as of today, QB2 is up for grabs. We know that besides Justin Fields, the Bears don't have a clear backup yet. And right now I have to say, at this point, Nathan Peterman and or Tyson Bagent are frontrunners for the position, not P.J. Walker, whom the Bears spent $2 million on. I'm stunned as we sit here today. And I'll wave my hand in the air. I loved the P.J. Walker signing. I appreciated the Bears making that move. Walker, mobile quarterback, quality, great story. I mean, former USFL MVP comes to the NFL and had that big Hail Mary last year for Carolina. I mean, there's a lot to like in the story and even in the physique and the skill set of P.J. Walker. The thought was he would greatly mirror Justin Fields. He would greatly mirror this offensive system that Luke Gantz was going to put in place. So if Fields ever got hurt, P.J. Walker could certainly come in and carry on what Fields does. Not saying he would be the same or he'd be better, but to a lesser degree, he'd be able to continue the Bears' offensive strategy even when Fields wasn't in place. But clearly, and I say this evidently, That's not going to be the case because P.J. Walker has done nothing of significance with this team. Went one of four, six yards in total in the loss to Indianapolis. Meanwhile, Tyson Bajan, 9 of 10 for 76 yards, and Nathan Peterman, 10 of 18, 115 yards and one touchdown. Now Nobody turned the ball over, granted it's preseason, but there's a clear difference between Peterman, Bajan, and then Walker. Bajan's right up here, Peterman's right there, and Walker's all the way down here. And it's difficult, I'm sure, for Ryan Poles and even for Bears fans to stomach because by cutting P.J. Walker, you do lose $2 million in salary considerations. And it becomes tough for management to depart with that money knowing that they paid it. It's going to be guaranteed. It'd be a waste if you cut Walker. That money would go down the drain. I call the Bears to make the right decision. And I call on the Bears to put talent and merit over money and favors. Let's be clear here. Nobody owes P.J. Walker anything. And this is not meant to be disparaging. I love P.J. Walker, love his story, and at first I loved the signing. I thought it would have been great. But clearly, he's not performing. So the Bears have to rethink their strategy as to how they address his presence with this team. You have to pick the best man for the job to back up Justin Fields and then to back up the backup. And right now, P.J. Walker looks like the odd man out. He looks like the fourth QB. Now, experience-wise, statistically, over the past couple of seasons, you'd think P.J. Walker would be the guy. 
Walker has started in games the past two, three seasons. He was the USFL MVP. There's a lot to like when it comes to P.J. Walker on paper. But in these preseason games, times in which these backups are fighting for spots on the roster, it is not looking too good. I don't want to sit here and judge Walker based on just these two games alone and say, okay, you know, you need to go. These are two exhibition games. But Walker is a newbie. He's a newcomer in a new system with Luke Getze. And I find it quite telling that Peterman, who has been here longer, and Bajent, who is new, are learning the system better than P.J. Walker. That's why Bajent and Walker are fair comparisons. They're both new. They're both new to this system, new to this team, new to this culture, new to Luke Getze. One guy's getting it, and one isn't. One guy's getting paid more, though, and one isn't. So herein lies the conundrum. Do you choose talent and ability, or do you choose somebody just because they're getting paid more money? I want to provide a cautionary tale here. Let's think about Andy Dalton and Justin Fields and Nick Foles, the horrendous year that was 2020 and then trickling into 2021. My goodness. We remember that, right? We remember the Bears paying Andy Dalton $10 million and putting out on Twitter that he would be QB1. We remember Nick Foles somehow sticking around after a horrendous past. And we remember the Bears drafting Justin Fields and being excited about what he was going to bring to the table. Remember all this stuff. Matt Nagy and company chose money and chose favors and chose patronage over merit. Now, at the time, in training camp, even in preseason games, Andy Dalton was the guy, and it made sense. But as the season went forward, it became clear that Dalton wasn't the guy. When Fields went in, he was thrown to the Wolves, and they somehow let Nick Bowles play a couple of games. The point is, the Bears in that situation chose money over merit. They chose personal favors and promises made to Andy Dalton over, let's find the best guy and just play him no matter who it is. If it's Dalton, great. If it's Fields, great. If it's Foles, great. They chose money over talent. Don't make the same mistake here. New regime, new GM, new situation. P.J. Walker was not promised to be the starting quarterback. P.J. Walker was not promised an exorbitant salary with all these guarantees and all this money. Ryan Poles, it's only $2 million. If you have to cut him, in order to keep Bajent, who actually is performing, please do it. Don't follow in the footsteps of your forefathers, keeping guys around because of promises, personal favors, and money. And again, I like P.J. Walker. I love his story, and I love what he's done as a professional football player. And I thought at first this would be a great move, but clearly it's just not working. That's okay. But pick the guy who's going to fit best with this system. Don't pick somebody because you promised him $2 million. And by the way, that's it. There wasn't a promise of you're going to start here. You're going to start a couple of games. Uh, we're paying you $10 million to sit on the bench and be a backup. No, P.J. Walker's getting paid $2 million to be the backup if he earns the job now. That's it. If he earns the job, $2 million. I'd say it's time to cut him. And I said the Bears should make the right decision here in letting him go. See, Matt Eberflus had some thoughts on this subject, too. And this was interesting from Dan Wiederer. He wrote this on Twitter. 
But Matt Eberflus certainly didn't give P.J. Walker reason to feel like his name was written in Sharpie on the QB2 line. Quote, everything's open right now. I think if you have a closed mind, then if somebody is rising or executing, you'll miss it. Matt Eberflus did not commit to P.J. Walker being the QB2. After that game, Tyson Bajant said this, I've been playing quarterback since I was six. It's everything that I have planned for myself. Every day has been nothing short of amazing. I catch myself pre-practice, pre-game, pre-walkthrough, looking around and kind of pinching myself with how amazed I am that I am where I am. Here's a young kid who essentially had no NFL future, loves the game for what it is, and is just performing lights out right now. He's understanding the gutsy offense. He's putting in the work. You're going to tell me he shouldn't be rewarded? This is your opportunity if you're the Bears. This is your chance to make the right decision. Don't pull the Matt Nagy. Don't pull the Ryan Pace. Don't pay somebody because you need to and keep them around for no reason. I like P.J. Walker, but he's not integral to this mission. He's not integral to the Bears winning 10, 12 games in 2023. P.J. Walker is a journeyman quarterback who has a heck of a story, and he's in the picture because they're paying him $2 million guaranteed. Tyson Bajant went 9 of 10 for 76 yards and has led the offense consistently in two preseason games now. In game scenarios against the Titans and the Colts, he has performed. Can we reward him for that, please? There's a precedent to be set here. Last year, we didn't really see this coming to fruition. It was Ryan Poles' first year on the job, and there were no expectations. Everybody was brought in on one- or two-year deals. Nobody was promised necessarily anything, and the team ended up sucking anyway. They were tanking from day one, and everybody knew it. So Ryan Poles has never really faced this sort of situation before, but now it's here. Now it's time. What are you going to do? Are you going to choose merit, choose talent, choose hard work and skill set, Are you going to be worried because, oh my gosh, I can't waste a measly $2 million? $10 million? I get it. Andy Dalton and Justin Fields? I get it. You promised Andy Dalton something? Established veteran QB, five-time playoff quarterback, comes in, getting paid a lot of money? Totally get it. This is different. You're talking about somebody who was guaranteed a backup position? There's no justification for him having to stay. He has to prove his worth to be here. And if that means you lose $2 million, then you lose $2 million. It's not the end of the world. There's still cap space left over. Ryan Poles has been so frugal, smartly, that there still is cap space left over, even if that's going to be dead cap and $2 million. Who cares? You're in the business of winning games now. This isn't about, well, we're rebuilding, and I don't want to waste any money. You are just trying to win. And if Justin Fields goes down... Who would you rather have in there at QB2? Who would you rather have? Who would you be more confident in coming into the game and making some sort of impact? Don't tell me P.J. Walker is the top of your list. And I think we can all say confidently, even with that quote from Matt Eberflus, that nobody thinks P.J. Walker is at the top of that list. Quote, everything's open right now. I think if you have a closed mind, then if somebody is rising or executing, you'll miss it. Yes. The Bears may miss the boat on Tyson Bajan. And I'm not saying that Bajan's going to be the next Brock Purdy, some sort of big superstar, none of that. But 
it is clear that he should be the backup QB on this team. I don't think there's really any doubt about that. He should be here. He deserves the opportunity to stay based on his performance. So someone on Facebook say Tyson Bagent is looking like John Elway. He should start. Not going to go that far. But he certainly deserves to stick around. He certainly deserves more of an opportunity. And who knows? Maybe Justin Fields does get hurt in a couple of years. Maybe this year. And Bajan comes in and could lead this team and could continue what they started. That's the biggest problem in football today. You know, for a lot of teams, you lose your quarterback and your season's over. You could be 8-3, and 9-3. and three. You lose your quarterback. You lose the rest of your games. You're out of the playoff picture. And then you're rebuilding a year later all because somebody got hurt. And teams have done that in the past. The Bears have done it. Trying to forget, trying to think about what year was, I believe, maybe 2014, where they started out, I think it was 8-3, and three, and then Cutler got hurt, and then everything kind of collapsed. And it's unfortunate, but it's nevertheless true in the National Football League. It's true when you look at a lot of these teams that are especially quarterback-dependent. So your quarterback's your lifeblood for the majority of your season. You know, the 49ers last year should have been screwed. Brock Purdy came in and did the unthinkable. Because even if he had been average, or even if he had been okay, or even good, I don't think they would have been where they were. It's because he was so great, unbelievably great, that their season was not spoiled. Because even if he was good, even if he was promising, even if he had, let's say, 20 touchdowns and 12 picks, wow, what a nice rookie season. They would not have made it to where they did. They got unbelievable excellency out of Brock Purdy, and that kept their season alive and on the right trajectory to where they were supposed to go. That's how integral a backup QB can be if your starter gets hurt. And guess what? Justin Fields likes to run the football. It's only a matter of time before something may happen to him. And you need to have a quality backup on staff ready to come in and execute the game plan. Somebody who knows the offense, somebody who's shown that he can thrive in the offense, in Luke Getze's offense, in Luke Getze's scheme and skill. Tyson Bagent has proven twice in game scenarios that he could do it. P.J. Walker has shown us nothing. You be the judge of who should stay and who should go. Bagent has to stay. Walker has to go. I don't care if you're losing $2 million. You know what? If Let's say Justin Fields gets hurt and Bajan comes in and leads the team to the NFC Championship game, a la Brock Purdy. Will we be caring about $2 million? Will we be worried, thinking, oh, man, the $2 million is outstanding. Dead cap. P.J. Walker's gone. No. Everyone will forget about it. Similar to Bayless Jones Jr. Ryan Poles cuts Bayless Jones. No one's going to be like, oh, Ryan Poles, you made a big mistake. No. We're worried about now. We're worried about today and tomorrow and the future and what this team could be. I'm worried about winning. Everybody else is just, they just want to win. They just want this team to do good and succeed. So this is encouraging in Bajan's case. And if I were the Bears, I would stick with him. Don't take P.J. Walker. Now the Bears lost the game as we discussed. I know we talked a lot about Bajant and Walker, and that was certainly the biggest storyline in that game, but how about Roshan Johnson doing it again? Roshan Johnson, who we've talked about since the day he was drafted, watch out, and certainly enough, he's doing it again. Seven carries, 32 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. Robert Burns also eight carries for 40 yards, averaging five. 
Roshan Johnson had 12 carries last week, averaged 3.6 per carry, upped it to 4.6 this week. He's gotten the majority of the carries for the Bears in the preseason. Now, again, it's preseason, but I firmly believe that by week eight, he will be the RB1 on this team. And so far, I don't think he's disappointed in a sense. He hasn't shown anybody why he shouldn't be in that position, even at a catch for 11 yards, too. Roshan Johnson has already been a surprise, and he's already come in with a vengeance. He's ready to go. He's proven it. And he's showing off again. Oh, it's just so satisfying to see. Deontay Foreman got some carries, too. Travis Homer, etc. But Roshan Johnson, watch out. <laughs> he has been so good in these two preseason games. It's just been so exciting to see. It's been exciting to see him get these opportunities. It's been exciting to see him fulfill what was expected of him. Quote here from USA Today, Johnson played a huge role in Chicago's per scoring drive where he had a 14-yard run and 11-yard reception. He provided a spark on offense that was desperately needed, and as Johnson continues to impress, it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can climb the depth chart as a rookie. A little bit of foreshadowing from this article, and it's true. Another guy who may not be getting paid the big bucks, may not have the NFL resume per se, but... If you're worried about talent and if you're worried about production, that's just the guy you go with. I know Khalil Herbert's been here for a while, and I know on paper he averages enough yards per carry to be a pro bowler every single season. But Roshan Johnson can do both. Roshan Johnson is younger. Roshan Johnson is more fire and more ambition. And he's been proving it in the preseason so far. Let me make this clear, too. I'm not going to be mad if... Roshan is going to be the third string running back all season. I'm not going to be bashing Khalil Herbert, wait, waiting for him to screw up or something like that. But I want to advocate for people who are doing good things. I want to advocate for people who are doing good work and putting in the work on the field and proving to everybody that there needs to be a conversation about these set positions. Backup quarterback was supposed to be set. Running back, to an extent, was supposed to be set at least for week one. And there are two rookies on this team, late round guys, we're just disrupting the whole process and being a problem, and I love it. That is what makes the preseason fun. When, he, when people ask, um, you know, why why watch the preseason? A couple of people last night said, oh, you know, all these starters are out. Justin Fields is out. Khalil Herbert's out. All these guys are out. What's the point? Why are we doing this? We're doing it for reasons like this. We're doing it to see the next generation of Bears talent rise up, and we're doing it to maybe see these players who are considered next generation to debut this season to make an impact right away, like Roshan and potentially Bajant, if something were to happen to Justin Fields. This is what makes it fun to watch. This is what makes it exciting. This is what I love about the preseason, contrary to popular opinion. I mean, in another aspect, too, we get to see these rookies who may not be performing who should be. Tyreek Stevenson had a dud of a game. Yesterday, Stevenson was called for personal foul and a late hit out of bounds. Then he let an interception go right through his hands from Gardner Minshew. It's totally right through his hands, stone-handed over there, and missed it. So you get to see opportunities for guys to improve, and you get to see guys who need to improve screw up. It's an evaluation process. Preseason games are evaluation in-person, in-game scenarios. You can only decipher so much when 
If you're not in pads or maybe you even are in pads, but things are light during a training camp. If you're playing a game in a stadium with fans, it's a great environment to simulate a real game to understand how guys are going to perform. So I think we saw a lot yesterday. We have a lot to think about. I know I led with this. I'm going to make sure I reinforce it here. Tyson Bajan should be the Bears' backup QB. Tyson Bajant is the guy the Bears need, and it's going to come down again to Ryan Poles deciding, do I care about talent? Do I care about merit? Do I care about proving oneself? Or do I care about $2 million? Do I care about losing $2 million, losing this cap space, and cutting P.J. Walker? It's a small, minute decision, but I will say... The Bears chose money over talent with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and Justin Fields in 2021. If Ryan Poles makes that same mistake, I think it's safe to say we got to watch what he does moving forward because that would be a dumb move. At the same time, I think it's also clear, Roshan Johnson made a big impact and continues to show that he is RB1 material. These are two significant battles that we're watching play out. One more preseason game left to go, then the real thing starts in mid-September, And I have to say at this point, there's a lot to be excited about. Thanks for watching today's show here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Bears content. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Thank you to John Meadows directing and producing. And help out our sponsor, Amish Country Farms, over in Orland Park. So long, everyone.